Gil Cedillo still have not resigned. COVID cases are falling and Joy is the mole, unless she's not. Greetings from Los Angeles. This is To Live and Try in L.A. Joy is too stupid to be the mole. Nah. You know what? Okay, let's let's wait a second before we go into our mole theories on this uh, mole se- season finale eve. We're <laughs> This is the night before the last two episodes drop on Netflix. And I'm feeling a certain kind of way because two out of the three I suspect as the mole are still in the game. So we'll see. But hey. We're back to recording. Hooray. Yes. Another wonderful evening. Yeah. Another another episode. Another one. And uh, yeah, if you have any mole theories, uh, if you have any of that stuff, let us know. At to live and try and lay podcast on Instagram. At to live and try pod on Twitter. Or just send us an email to live and try and lay podcast at gmail.com. That may not work this time around because uh, by the time this drops, everybody's <laughs> going to know who the mole is. So we're yes. going to get some jackasses going, hey, I got an idea. Here's my theory. It's so and so. Like, thanks, jerk listener. Well, tell us why you thought it was the other person that wasn't the mole. Yeah, tell us who you thought it was that turned out to be wrong. I, okay, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just get onto it right now. Um, so I watched the two batches of episodes that came out. So basically, the the first eight, because like it was five first and then three afterwards and now it's the last two that'll be released friday which now is monday when this episode comes out so everyone will know unless you're still like ah i'm still behind so i that's on you dear listener that's on you that's on you but okay my three my initial suspects were greg joy and avery and up to this point up to those eight episodes Greg was the only one that's eliminated. So I feel like I'm doing pretty well. Okay. I never thought it was Greg. I He was too much of an asshole. <laughs> well, you never, it's because he was an asshole, you didn't think it was the mole. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like I mentioned to you, all right, my leading contender is Jacob. Nah. I think, J- he's, I think he's done a great job at uh, staying low key. Because I, I think it was like episode four when I saw him on screen and I literally was sitting there thinking, wait, who the fuck is this guy? Where is he? Was he in the first four? I don't even remember him in the first four episodes. So I'm like, that's a good hint. (laughs) It's like, holy shit. He blended into the background. That's exactly what the mole would do. That's that's mole behavior. I don't know, man. I don't know. Cause, uh, cause Casey thought it was Jacob and then she got eliminated so, I yeah, know. I still I'm I'm going with the Jacob. I don't know. I think uh, he's just. I, but, I think it's just too vanilla. I think he's too vanilla. Like people are thinking that he is suspicious, but I don't know. I think he's just he's just a dunce. So like again, he he's couldn't still lie to save one. his life. He is my number one, but I will admit that the way the last episode ended, I'm like he may also very easily be the f- person eliminated. At the beginning of the next episode. No. I, I I think it could be Joy. I think it might be Joy. Just to knock off another one of the suspects that I think is the mole, but then probably isn't the mole. I just, I find Joy so annoying. So that's why oh, I like. Joy's the worst. She's the worst. She's the worst. She, She's the biggest failure of any contestant. Which even is wh- of the ones who are sabotaging things. Which is why the fact that she's lasted this long is like, ah, it's like, now I don't want you to win. I don't want you to win. 
I want you to get eliminated at least. So that way it's like, okay, yeah. I'm the idiot for thinking you're the mole. Because like even when like Avery or Greg or like do some fucked up shit in their one-on-ones, it's like, yeah, I know it was fucked up. I did that on purpose. I want them to suspect me. When Joy's on their one-on-one, she's just like, I mean, you know, I thought I'd be better with maps or something, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, and like, that's that's you, Joy. and that's part of the reason why I suspected Jacob a little bit because maybe it's like, oh, maybe he's feeding into the whole idea that like uh, Joy is trying to sabotage because she can't read a map, so maybe yeah. he was actually the mole. But then the whole Casey thing, and just like, okay, no, you're not the mole, and also the but, lying thing, you really couldn't lie well. True. True. Now, of course, there is you know you always got to play with the theory of. Who's the person you suspect the least? Which I think for everybody is going to be Will, which is why I suspect him. Because I keep saying, like, if I was the mole, I would be playing like Will. I would be doing everything I can to win every round more money because I can safely rely on every other contestant to sabotage themselves. Yeah, because the whole being the, you know, being the like the good guy. And just like, I'm playing this honestly. I mean, it only goes so far. Like, you have to know who the mole is. And at that point, I don't know. It's just like playing it too honest, too much of a Boy Scout makes it seem like, okay, you might be the mole. Yeah. So, look, everybody is suspect. And rightfully so. Because, like, Will is too clean. Jacob's too vanilla. Joy is a fucking disaster and yeah. wait who do we have left avery it's and, avery and joy kazi kazi uh i will say kazi will and jacob laugh. i laughed out loud like i'm i'm watching this by myself and i still laughed out loud when she took that exemption <laughs> in that last thing like yeah to, go up to uh to unlock herself. I was like, I trust her. She'll unlock herself and be okay. And just yeah. grabbed that exemption. And she just grabbed the exemption and she like, yeah, I was very upset, but also I couldn't argue with her logic. She was like, someone was going to betray the group. So why is it? Why couldn't it be me? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah you're right. No, you're right. If it wasn't you, someone else would have snatched it. Taking the exemption. It would have been Greg. It would have been Greg. <laughs> That was oh that was the other one when uh, they all had a chance to peek at the dossiers on each person, and Joy was the one who like threw up twenty five thousand dollars to guess who looked, and the moment she said like oh I looked I suspected it was Greg, yeah everybody groaned everybody was like oh fuck because we all know that Greg's the one who looked. Well, I mean, yeah, they were kind of confused and then, well, they thought like, oh, it's probably wasn't going to work because like, oh, she spent 25 grand and then, I mean, it was Greg. It was Greg and you're like, oh, no, we all know Greg looked. Well, I mean, they were groaning because because she was right. Yeah. Then that cost the team 25,000. Which is a solid mole move. Yeah, because that was the point. Because if she was wrong, then the money would have stayed there and she wouldn't have gotten an exemption. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that, okay, you got the exemption, but we're taking 25 grand from the pot. I was like, whoa, you blew 25 grand just to save yourself. Which, if that was a mole move, that is a masterstroke. 
But also, it would put a big-ass target on your back, and you don't want that. You want people to think someone else is the mole, which that's why there was a great think piece about how the mole is pretty much the hardest game in reality TV because you you can't outwit your opponents because you have to prove that you know who the mole is. And mm-hmm. you can't, you know, you can't be the good guy because you have to deceive people so they're thrown off the scent of who the mole is. The strategy it takes, again, which I covered, you know, in a previous episode, explaining why I love the mole and why I think it's the best game. It's you can't rely on just one tactic to win the game because you have yeah, to be you really sm- can't. You have to be smart. You have to pay attention. You have to be able to deceive and think on your feet because you want people to think it's you and not who you think is the mole. All in all, while the mole is sabotaging all the challenges and making sure you walk away with the least amount of money. So, yeah, there better be another season because, damn, this fucking show is so good. It, it does remind me, though, of the movie Clue and that the movie Clue is edited specifically so that there's no way to know who the murderer is. And this one is edited in such a way that there's no way to really keep an eye on anybody. So there's, well, I feel it's like literally there's... impossible for any of us to know who it is. Like, we can all suspect, but, like, there's so much that we can't see. I feel that a lot of it is more if you follow through some of the kind of, like, the breadcrumbs they leave. Like, oh, I think it's this person. You know, like, kind of they, they sure. go through their strategy well, when they take the quiz and you can kind of pick up like it's kind of like a mini logic puzzle. They'll give you just enough info to kind of just like, OK, that person thought it was this and then this happened. And then but yeah, there's well, that's how it used to be in the a- in the ABC show. There's kind of like little hints. But now because Netflix yeah. and everyone's kind of pay attention. I did run into an article in on Decider that said that. Uh, the writer thinks that Kasi might be the mole. Well, she could be. And I I love the idea of her being the mole because she fucked everybody over to get that exemption. I'm like, that's such a good move for the mole to get the exemption. She was also, you know, she couldn't get the mailbag in the train in the train uh, challenge. I weirdly feel like that's almost understandable. I, how can? No, 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 no. Greg, Greg could get easily. the mailbags, but she couldn't. Come on, he said he did note that it was like a big strain, like on the obliques, and like he could just be like talking shit. But uh, l- you know, Cassie is in better shape than Greg. Let's be honest, probably. all right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so the fact that Greg could do it, but she couldn't, nah, that's bullshit. Anyway, but yeah, this is all moot because I know everyone's wondering like, yeah, we already know who the fucking winner is or we don't care about the show. But you know what? We do. Yeah. Because it's amazing. And damn you for getting me into this. It's a great show, though. I was never going to turn this on. <laughs> but like I was sitting here working from home on my laptop. I just hit play. And then suddenly eight episodes later. <laughs> suddenly eight episodes later. God damn it. This show is like, addicting. <laughs> And they do that bullshit move where it's like they're about to reveal who's being like kicked off the show and then the credits roll and you have to start the next episode to see who it yes. is. Yes. Yeah, Fuck you. Of course I'm going to watch the next episode yes, because of that move. Yes. They got me that way. And you know what? For And one of the most annoying things I found about Netflix is that for all their bullshit about including the 
you know, skip intro button. They don't yeah. have a button to skip the recap. It's like, I'm coming off the last episode. Just mm-hmm. get to the point. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Ugh. But yeah, this is all moot because, you know, once this episode's out, we already know who the winner is. But yeah, if you haven't watched the mole, watch the mole. It's a nice watch. And uh, hopefully, you know, this is your head start because then we won't be talking about the who ended up being the winner until probably a week after. So you're going to be good. Okay, so the top of my list is Jacob. The top of your list is Joy. I think it's Joy. I I mean, Avery, maybe kind of, but. Okay, who's who's the and I'm thinking the bottom of your list is Jacob. Yeah, Jacob is on the bottom of my list. Which I don't is think funny, it's funny because the bottom of my list is Joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, we. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, um, that is funny. That's funny. Avery could come in anywhere. I well, Avery has been talking too much shit that I'm like, I don't know. She could be doing that double play of like, I'm pretending to be the mole so that everybody thinks I'm the mole so that they're wrong. As a way to get people to not think she's the mole? I don't know. Well, yeah, she, I don't know. I always found her suspicious. The whole her dropping the tank thing kind of just was a little too on the nose. That was so blatant. And honestly, I I was just like, that's just rude. That wasn't even like a a ploy, like a a subtle maneuver. That was just rude. But yeah. Uh, she should have been making she might as well have been making eye contact with her, the rest of her team while she did that because it was so rude yeah um honestly i'm gonna say jacob number one will number two kazi avery joy uh i'm gonna say joy number one Hmm. I feel like I don't like Avery. Like now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I don't know. Avery's a little too. Maybe maybe she dropped to number three. I think maybe the other, the second was probably be Will. I feel like okay. Will is playing it a little too honest. Ah, uh, so we got we both so, got Will in the two spot. Yeah, Will. Then Avery, Kazi, Jacob. Okay. Like I'm more suspicious of Kazi than I am of Jacob. Yeah. I'm more suspect of, uh, suspicious of Kazi than I am of Avery. I don't know. Like, I feel like Avery, because you don't know. Like, she could be playing it extra dumb because she's just like, oh, I'm blonde. Everyone's going to think I'm dumber and, you know, and inept and, like, you know, play into the whole, like, oh, they can't suspect I'm the mole. I will say this. If Joy does turn out to be the mole, good on her, well played. If Joy turns out to not be the mole, May God have mercy on her soul. That poor woman is just a mess of a human being. I want her to be eliminated. I want her to be eliminated. I, I want to turn on episode nine and she is eliminated. And then I was like, okay, there is justice in this world, even though it it strikes a suspect off my list. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's almost like 20 minutes that we talked about the mole. So some good shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like I needed oh, also some stray observations that I wanted to bring up. It's like a uh, best guy, like the best player that I really liked that got eliminated and it was sad. Dom. Dom was like a big kid and it's like, oh, I'm Dom Cruz blah, 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 and I'm playing for yeah. my, you know, playing for my folks. And I was like, oh, that was sad. And then when Sandy was the first one to say, oh, no, don't bring him back. And then they didn't bring him back. And then she got eliminated. I was like, yes, that's what you get. That's what you get for being I mean- shady. 
I agree with Sandy because it's like you're playing the game. This isn't about making friends. This is not a networking opportunity. Yeah, but she, but, uh, I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like her tone. So that's why I was glad she was eliminated at that episode. I was like, that's what you get. Putting she was that, blunt. She was up Putting that she evil in the group, that's do. what you get. I, th- I agree with Sandy. Well, I'm glad she was eliminated. That's what you get. Like, I don't believe in karma, but except for that exact situation, good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe in karma except for when minor examples of it happen. Yes. In real time. Exactly. Yeah. Except for when it works out for me, then yeah, that was karma, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But also, Uh, he, like, he had two options and he didn't choose Seattle. He chose Melmer. And I was like, dude, you should have gone with Seattle. Well, obviously. But like... When you're, it's the thing, it's always easy to judge contestants on shows like this from here while we're watching. Yeah. And there are some things where I'm still like, oh, you dumbass, you should have done this and that. But you also have to give them some room to breathe because in the moment, time's ticking. We all go stupid. We all But have it was moments. the bumper sticker. I was like, come on, Seattle, there's Seattle outside. bumper sticker. He wasn't paying attention to the bumper sticker. I was just saying, I would have in. gone a major city, all right? If I if he gone Seattle and it wasn't Seattle, I wouldn't have blamed him. But it was like Melmer. I was like, what the hell is a Mel- where the hell hey. is a Melmer? I'm impressed that Seattle was part of his uh final two guesses. Yeah. If I was going through that list, I probably would have scratched Seattle off way too fast. Anyway, well, yeah, he had a chance and he, I don't know. that It would have been a boss move if he ended up finding a way out of that. And then it's like, oh, what up now, Sandy? And then punch her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they'll bring them all back. Uh, uh, they'll probably like do one of those thing. recap shows or, you know, after the, you know, after the, the season's over. He can just sit there like mean mug and Sandy, like you're the reason. Punch her in the face. Now, (laughs) (laughs) all right, all right, all right. Okay, no more mole talk. (laughs) All right, well, I got to tell you some shit that happened to me on fucking Monday. Okay. I'm so annoyed about this. And it's so petty. And it's like, I'm going to, I'm about to complain about traffic in LA. All right. So. So you're just going to play into that stereotype of just like, oh, can you believe the freeways and the blah, blah, blah. Anyway, whatever. Okay. So I had to go into Hollywood on Monday and I was driving home. I was going down La Brea and it was too, too much traffic. I, I missed the turn onto Venice. So I was like, fuck it. I'll make my right hand turn onto Washington. Not a big deal. Just keep moving. But then I get to Washington and I come up to the red light and that's when the motorcycle cops show up and they just block off the entire intersection. And nobody gets to move at all. We're just stopped watching the lights go through the cycle over and over and over again. And we were all going fucking insane until eventually they looked at my lane and somebody got their attention was like, hey, I just need to make a right hand turn. Can I make a right hand turn? And the cop's like, sure, you can make a right hand turn. And as a quick reminder, that's what I want to do. I want to make a right-hand turn. So I got really excited. After sitting there for 15 minutes, I was about to make my right-hand turn get the fuck out of there. So my whole lane starts to empty out as everybody's making a right-hand turn. Everybody except for the one car in front of me. 
That motherfucker wanted to go straight. So I had to sit there and wait <laughs> for some politician's motorcade to fucking roll through. I think it might have been... Uh, no, I was going to say it was Kamala I like Harris. Biden already left. Yeah, I think Biden already left, but I think Kamala Harris was also down here. But I don't know that if it was bitch. Monday. <laughs> wow. That is that Madam Vice President. Vice President bitch. Wow. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so for any Secret Service that are listening, I am totally fine with uh, Ms. Harris. It is uh, my, my co host, Tyler McLean. <laughs> Look, Biden Harris, the Democrats already have the, the California vote. You're fine. Fuck off. You don't need to be clogging up our streets. They're here to, you know, for events and donations and stuff. For photo ops. I don't care. They can piss off. Hey, Biden last time showed some love to one of the great mini chains here in L.A., Tacos 1986, which... And you know what my favorite part of that is? What? I wasn't dealing with traffic because of that. (laughs) This impacted me directly. (laughs) I was sitting there for like 30 plus minutes... Trying to make a right-hand turn. Oh, Son but man. of a bitch. Yeah, but going back to Biden, going to Tacos 1986, that was, I mean, that's just a great reminder that that's a great chain. And, like, they have locations in downtown, in Westwood, in Pasadena. In, that uh, is a good chain. I think they, what is it, uh, 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 Fairfax? I think they have one in Fairfax. I think so, yeah, yeah. They really did just start springing up all over the place. Yeah. Well, they're delicious. That's why. It's like if you if you make they're delicious stir- food. <laughs> it's fine. They're delicious and they're simple. Very limited menu, like in and out and a red and white color scheme, like in and out They're kind of like the in and out of taco shops. I, could, I would accept that. Yes. They are like right? in and out of taco shops. They keep it simple. Uh, and they're good. It's good. It's, oh my God. They got like four options with like four meats each and just pick one of those. Oh, um, speaking of food, and uh, the previous episode, we were talking about Dine LA where uh, we yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. AOC. AOC is not a steakhouse. It's a restaurant that deals in like California style dishes. So I just wanted to clarify that just because yeah. while I still hold the patent for the Bernie Sando... <laughs> Ooh. Uh, but yeah, I just want to make sure AOC is... What constitutes a California dish? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm just taking a look at the lunch menu here at uh, AOC in West Hollywood. They have a farmer. So lots of Mexicali. They have a Moroccan chopped chicken salad, Spanish fried chicken, and cornmeal waffle. Oh, so it's like a fancy chicken and waffle. Uh, vanilla bean French toast, green Mm. chili carnitas hash. It's all kind of, oh, it's a, yeah. So it's basically. California dishes are inspired by dishes from literally every part of the world. Yeah. It's all, it's all like cool shit, but make it a little healthy, but not too much. I support it. Yeah. (laughs) Pancetta wrapped salmon, savoy cabbage, rajuga grapes, hangover, hanger steak, niswa olive butter. Arugula, pine nut crumbs. Okay. Anyway, the whole point is like Dynalay is still happening. If you need dinner idea and you don't want to break the bank because apparently like we've been going out, we've been outside for drinks a few times and things are getting pricey. Yeah. 
Things are getting pricey out there. I like 50 bucks to get three drinks. Which part of me is like, okay, yeah, you know, I, I get it. You know, you go out. It's like, yeah, some stuff's getting expensive. But it didn't hit me until just a few days ago when I went to get ramen and I paid almost 25, like almost $22 for a bowl of ramen. Yeah. Nope. So, so yeah, it's, it's expensive. Ramen is not supposed to be that high. <laughs> but yeah. No, like I had ramen, I had a an order of edamame and maybe uh and a and a lemonade. And it it added up to like, you know, 30 bucks. I was like, Jesus Christ. God damn. I mean, it was good. But that's the thing. Like I went to uh Ginya Ramen, which is a good spot. It's a good chain. Like here in uh, Southern California, they're expanding to different places. They already have locations like in, I think, like in Texas and D.C. and other, I think even Canada. So like they're doing very well for themselves. And yeah, the spicy chicken ramen, fucking the best. So I was craving it. So I paid what it's worth. But it was just kind of the thing. It's like, okay, sign of the times. Things are getting a little bit more expensive. Yeah, but it's so hard to spend like $30 on just lunch. Well, I mean, it was for dinner, but still. Anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, Dine LA, if you, you know, if you need to go out, it's like take advantage of it. Very affordable prices. Good date night. Good date night. A great places, a great selection of places. You could pretty much every neighborhood is covered. We covered it in the last episode. Once again, that website is discoverlosangeles.com slash Dine LA. All that stuff easily searchable. Damn it. Now I'm hungry again. You did it. You son of a bitch. I'm hungry. <laughs> I already ate dinner, but I'm hungry. I know, I know. Part of this, I, I feel the same way. It's like I, I make sure to eat before we record, and even then, I still end up hungry. So I don't know. Maybe I should eat more, but also I'm trying to lose weight. So there we are. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? The holidays are not the time to lose weight. Uh, um. Well, there's also there's some good news. Uh, COVID nineteen cases remain low in LA County. Um, for now for now for now uh let's see new covid cases hospitalizations and deaths are falling in la county the eighth week in a row uh let's see about 63 cases per 100,000 people said dr barbara ferrer if it continues to decline the country will move from substantial transmission which is where we are now to moderate transmission which even then it's like substantial transmission still seems like a lot but whatever everyone's suspecting that there's going to be a big surge the new booster is supposed to kind of take prevent a lot of that but not enough people have gotten the booster i did get the booster i actually uh just got a text message from ucla just a couple of days ago uh letting me know that i am now eligible for the bivalent Bivalent? Bivalent, yeah, the bivalent. Bivalent COVID-19 booster. So, uh, yeah, probably looking to start tracking one of those down. A couple episodes back where you mentioned how you caught it. And, uh, yeah, so I think the idea was that you could wait, like, two months after you you recovered to get the booster. So, after that, yeah. But, yeah, I got got boosted. Honestly, this one, 
felt nothing. Okay. okay. I got the bivalent booster. Like, yeah, I didn't feel anything. No, no lethargy. Like the other one was just kind of like, okay, I'm a little tired. Like all it was was just like maybe it just made me a little tired. That's all. I didn't have like a fever. I didn't have any kind of adverse side effects that some of these people are like, oh my God, it's I'm crippled. Like this. Good, good. Like this is what Bill Gates wanted. I'm like, no, none of that. None of that. No. <laughs> Bill Gates just wants to sleep with his employees. That's it. Yes. It has nothing to do with this. Yes. That's all he wants. Uh, and it's funny. Like, I really haven't heard anybody talking about this particular booster. What I have heard people talk about is I've known a few people who got two doses of Pfizer. So this time they went and got uh, the Moderna. Mm-hmm. And that one hit them all pretty hard. Everybody had the same theory. They were like, well, I got two of these. This one, I should mix it up, you know, spread out the coverage. Yeah. But yeah, the Moderna one keeps fucking people up. The Moderna hits. <laughs> the Moderna hits different. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different. It hits harder. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. And anytime someone goes Moderna, it's like, oh, it's a little stronger. And they're just like, uh, it, you know, their body kind of gets a little gut checked, but it's doing its job. It's kind of just like, hey, you think you're strong enough for the virus? It's like, okay, it looks like you are. I, but yeah, so get boosted, everybody, because, you know, winter's coming. And I also got my flu shot just to, just to annoy just to annoy the conserves. <laughs> Are they like, still annoyed insta- at the, the flu Instead of too? owning the libs, it's annoying the conserves. Conserves. Annoying the cons instead of owning the libs. I like it. I got uh, the flu shot and all that. Totally fine. Again, nothing yeah, happened. Yeah, I, I got the flu shot uh, like a week ago, I think. I forgot one. Two weeks? Yeah. Uh, they were giving it out at work. Yeah, same here. They were giving it out at work as like, I like free shit. I love free shit. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, I mean, we're getting closer to Halloween. I'm, I'm still working on my little project, but uh, Call of Duty's coming out. and That just dropped. and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to struggle to split my time between things I should be doing and Call of Duty. Dude, finish your jacket, all right? Halloween is coming. Get that done. And then after that, you can disappear into your video game until February of next year. The graphics on this are next level. They Uh, look so good. Yeah, Yeah, but you're playing it on an Xbox. So, I mean, what? I mean, at what cost? At what cost? It's everything's elevated. It's not not the best. I don't know. I feel like this is peak performance. It's like, I don't know. No, I feel like if you're playing it on an Xbox, it's like, it's like a step down. It's <laughs> no, uh, a step down would be if I had this. It's like having this amazing sore. It's like make me this amazing cocktail with the well liquor. I was like, oh, great. It's like, no, no, nah. you ruined it. You ruined it. You couldn't go a little up a little better. This shit, up the is, shelf. This shit looks so good that I'm for the first time. I'm feeling good about buying a new TV. Like I seriously didn't need the TV, but the government kept giving us money. So I bought a nice TV. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so glad I did. Oh, it's so much better. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not dealing with that piss poor like 1080. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, it's so crystal. I love it. So I'm guessing you got a 4K, uh, 4K yeah. like, UHD TV, blah, blah, blah. You it's, know. it's fantastic. I spent too much money on it. But again... Government was giving us money and I had a job at the time, so I was fine. <laughs> and I was going stir crazy 
nothing to do. So I was like, I'll upgrade my TV. That's an irresponsible thing I can live with. Of course. Hey, man, no. But like getting a TV is your right as an American to have a giant screen with which to consume pop culture and other, you know, entertainment media. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of money that the government get you, have you gotten your uh, California inflation relief check? I still haven't seen it, so that's probably why, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, I got it. Hey, you know uh, when I got it? I got when? it on my birthday, October eleventh. Oh. Well, happy birthday! I still haven't gotten mine, so maybe hopefully this weekend or next week we'll see where it goes. But yeah, finish your costume. We're you know going to a couple of Halloween parties, yeah. um, and I know West Hollywood is still having some kind of events. Even Wait, though they're doing something, what are they doing? Well, the city council has already announced that there's not going to be the big uh, West Hollywood uh, block party parade, whatever. That much I knew. The big event where they kind of shut down five blocks uh, of Santa Monica Boulevard. And people just roam around because, you know, you, you want to be, I guess they don't want to be seen as like a, a super spreader event just in case anything regarding monkeypox or COVID or the flu or anything like that. But a lot of businesses have been given the green light to host events or do whatever. So a lot of, a lot of bars and restaurants okay. are having events. Uh, so the party doesn't stop in West Hollywood. That is true. And they were fun parties. I, um, I love West Hollywood. Not always my scene, but I'm always welcome whenever I go there. Everyone is. Everyone is. Speaking of parties, I've been noticing a new bar slash restaurant that's been popping up on my way when I'm driving by. Well, the Hollywood Park Casino close to SoFi. It's a three-story bar next to a hotel called Cork and Batter. Uh, Cork and Batter. According to Eater LA, Inglewood's newest edition near SoFi Stadium opens tomorrow, Thursday. Oh, it opened today, Thursday, October 20th at the Sonderloom Hotel. Is that correct? L, the U with the umlaut, Sonderloom. Oh, I I keep forgetting how to. I don't speak other languages. Well, let's see. I'm going with Loom because it's like Heidi Klum is the only other U with an umlaut I know. So I figure it's Sonderloom Hotel. Uh, looking across the street from the casino, the YouTube theater, and it's next door to the future home of the Intuit Dome, which is going to be mm. where the Lake the Clippers are going to play. Okay. So yeah, I've been see I've been seeing this bar kind of pop up. It has this great rooftop. It has these big open windows, both on the first and the second floor of the restaurant slash bar. And I've seen a bunch of people kind of there. So I thought it was already open, but maybe it was a soft opening, similar to when we showed up to Canopy Club. So likely that. Uh, let's see. They have a casual menu doubles as room service for the attached hotel, offering chicken wings, nachos, a smash burger, flatbread pizzas, a Philly cheesesteak inspired slider, vegan pasta primavera and more. Ooh. Veteran barman Devin Espinoza from Sawyer, Porvu, and Church Key developed Cork and Batter's cocktails, which include the Basketball Wife with Jameson, apricot, lemon, orange liqueur, mint and sweet tea. You know, shit, that actually does sound it's good. It's a lot of things, but that, I'm in. Yeah. That, actually, that actually does sound good. I was like, oh, shit. It's like sweet tea with mint apricot. Wow, wow. And the nosebleed section 
which is mezcal, blood orange, lemon, San, per- San Pellegrino, Aranciata Rosa. Oh, shit. So that's fucked up because like I want both of those drinks, but I'm not sure I want both of those drinks in the same night. Yeah. No, no. I, I think I, I I would rock with the nosebleed section. Actually, you know what? Oh, I, absolutely. Jesus. Mezcal, blood I've orange. I've been really enjoying the, the mezcal renaissance comment as I've been going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. When asked for comment about its role in contributing to the gentrification of Inglewood, representatives from Cork and Batter provided the following written statement. Inglewood is made up of a myriad of different groups, generational residents, new residents, tourists, concert goers, sports fans. This community has deep roots in entertainment and sports. The core basis of our business is participating and servicing the community wants and needs, such as supporting L.A. Food Bank, United Way, and Mayor Butt's office, which, again, <laughs> the mayor of Inglewood is James James Butts. So that's why Tyler is laughing. <laughs> Butts. But, you know, but... I think you mean however. However, shout out to Eater for asking the important question. Because, yeah, sh- yeah, sure enough, it's like, yeah, gentrification in Inglewood is becoming a problem ever since the whole groundbreaking of SoFi Stadium. And now with the YouTube Theater and in the Intuit Dome. Yes, I totally understand. This is a very delicate subject and good on Eater for, you know, emphasizing, like, how are you how are you contributing to this problem? You know, like, yeah, like, look, your restaurant is very nice, but also you're building it in an area that is going through flux and certain people who've lived here this whole time are being priced out of the neighborhood. So, yes, that is that is a good idea. But also that nosebleed section sounds like a great drink, but also not enough to justify gentrification. So that's well, that's 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 always like that double edged sort of gentrification where it's like it kicks out all of the people that live there, but also does bring some nice things. Yeah. And but, it, it's fucked up. It's a complicated situation. Well, yeah. Well, that's because just the fact it, it's all just, you know, the goose that lays a go, the golden egg kind of thing where, yeah, you know, all these ventures make money, but then there's going to be people who want more money. And so they start raising rents. And then that kind of just eventually there's not enough money to justify the raising rents. That's why you have a lot mm-hmm. of major cities who are going through a, a problem where they can't rent out space because the prices are so high and it's how, Los Angeles yeah. And then how easily, yeah, it's just how easily if those rates and those rents came down, then it would be much easier to kind of just have more people in that area. But you know, the more popular it is, the more people want to live and they don't want to spend as much. So it's kind of just, uh, yeah, the, this whole like the speculative market on real estate is the main driver for gentrification. Yeah, rent's just a, such a weird thing because it's like when you think about economics, you always think about like goods being sold. And it's like, OK, well, if it's being sold at too high of a cost and it goes on sale, the price goes down. Rents like never go down. They only go up. And then if they can't go up any higher they just fucking plateau until everybody catches up to them. Yeah, and I think it's that's the problem. It's so shitty. The problem is kind of just the speculation market because a lot of those renters or, you know, people kind of just uh, deal with commercial space, they just go with the whole, um, well, it's popular, so that's why we're charging more. Rather than, you know, charging, you know, enough because you want a stable tenant. 
Yeah. It's like, I would much rather it would, you know, you'd have a tenant that pays their rent and, you know, every time, honestly, instead of just like, I'm just going to bid it up to the highest bidder and then they're going to pay that amount. And then I'm going to jack up the rent because, oh, it's super popular. You got to pay me more. It's like at that point, it's again, it's the whole thing about the goose and the golden egg. You just want to yeah. cut open the goose to get all the, you know, get all the gold. And then you end up destroying the thing that's, you know, you, that was worth something. Capitalism is why we can't have nice things. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the problem. It's just like for every time that people like have enough, they always ruin it by wanting a little more. Mm-hmm. It's just the, that's the problem. Just like, yeah, if people were going to just satisfied with the great amount of money they make instead of just going like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to get a charge a little more because, you know, because I need it. Yeah, they don't. They don't need any of it. <laughs> um, Adam Conover actually has another new video that's pretty good uh about why there are no good billionaires uh, i did watch. See highly it. recommend it i did see it he basically breaks uh, down uh patagonia ceo where he kind of just uh mm-hmm. divest um not divested but kind of transferred ownership of his shares in patagonia which is a you know big billion dollar corporation and it turns out that the reason he did it is less to kind of be a responsible steward for the planet, but more to as a tax dodge where yeah. he doesn't he didn't have to pay taxes and his children can kind of run the foundation. And it's like, dude, you don't need this. Just pay some taxes. Granted, he was doing it like he is a guy who's doing, you know, who's put his money where his mouth is in regards to being pro environment a big conservationist. He's doing, you know, he's doing all the right things, but he's just doing this wrong thing for the right reasons, which is still shady because it just highlights that like, yeah, any billionaire can do the same similar move, but just because, you know, just because this one billionaire is doing it for the right reasons, you know, we shouldn't let him get away with it. Like we should get rid of that maneuver. He shouldn't be able to do that. Exactly. Because all the other billionaires who aren't nice are going to do the same, same exact thing. Yeah. And they already do it. They find all of the loopholes and it's like, what the fuck are you going to do with a billion dollars? Just (laughs) spend that money. It's a resource. Who can do so much good in the world with a billion dollars? And they choose the worst thing, which is nothing. They do nothing with it. They're just going to die with a high score. You know, if you have the good intentions, but again, not everyone has good intentions. And that's the point. But fuck capitalism. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same kind of things we're always on about in this podcast. I mean, communism has problems, too. I'm not gonna yeah. Lie le- but, okay. But look, like, look. We can find a comfortable hybrid between the two. Uh, you mean democratic socialism? Yeah, that's a great idea. I like that. Let's go with that. <laughs> oh man! All right. I think I think we got enough. Um, the only other thing <laughs> I was just probably trying to suggest was just like any ideas to kind of just like hang out that doesn't require a lot of money. Just rally people together over at your place for uh, the finale watch of Hot D. Ah, uh, yes. We didn't even talk about Hot D. <laughs> and and that's the thing it's uh man it's it's wrapping up and that you know we're all we're only gonna get like maybe one like four minute dragon scene and then 
it's gonna peace out and just like nope you're gonna have to wait till next year for your dragon war you losers i was like ah great well, we, that's basically what the last episode was. And the dragon was mostly shrouded in cloud and dust. But feel, it kind of worked, I think. I feel like a lot of House of the Dragon, like their outdoor scenes where, you know, it's all hazy. And it's just like, why is it super hazy? Like, I get it. It's CGI, Money. but come on. It's like Game of Thrones had CGI that was good without having to use these tricks of just like, oh, it's hazy. That's why, you know, we can... It looks like it's not complete, but it also looks like, oh, it's just a hazy day. That's why you don't see all of it. So it's like, yeah, are you cutting corners or thrones. just or just being lazy? Yeah, they use other tricks. Like, we're going to follow Tyrion as he goes into battle, and he's going to get knocked out, and we're just going to skip the battle because he was unconscious the whole time. Well, anyway, hopefully... Which was a pretty good move, actually. Hopefully the budget is a, li- is a little bit better where they can do more stuff more CGI stuff because yeah, the whole uh, Amon's how to train your dragon sequence where it's all super dark. It's like, come on, man, come on. It is weird watching like a game of Thrones type show where like there really aren't a lot of locations. So much of it happens just like in King's landing, like in the castle. Well, I mean, they don't have a big sprawling cast like game of Thrones. It's mostly just the family. So that's good. I mean, it helps to keep track of stuff. All you have to do is just remember the time jumps. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for the mole. And I'm excited for, uh, I don't know. Oh, that drink that we were just talking about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if you have any suggestions on cheap and affordable ways to just hang out or maybe grab a bite to eat, you know, in the city that, we tried to cover actually it was kind of just more just the tagline uh let us know at to live and try and lay podcast on instagram at to live and try pod on twitter and to live and try and lay podcast on at gmail.com and as we noted is i love free shit so i'm really looking forward to these answers everybody yeah i know you are i know you are <laughs> anyway so that's been thanks for been listening it. everybody all right we'll catch you next time Bye.